Welcome to the archives, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Sarah, and with me, um, as she is always, is my fellow archivist, Tan. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Tan? How was your week? I'm good. I'm tired, but not in a bad way. I think, okay, so I do think I'm partially sick, like with a very mild cold, mm-hmm. but I think it was also partially started because last week I was binge reading up until like 4 a.m so my sleep Mm. schedule was already fucked so Mm. I did that to myself and then my room I didn't see my AC so Mm -hmm. it got really cold Mm. and then I think like the combination of the two got me mildly sick Mm -hmm. I'm a little tired but other than that I feel fine a little congested but yeah how has your week been um well my week was okay um you know started um a new quarter so lots of classes um (laughs) fell asleep in one class today unfortunately and um, some things never change it's okay right this is the same old sarah (laughs) from high school (laughs) but other than that yeah it's been okay it's a little chilly out here in california but not that bad it's been raining um but i like those vibes very cozy vibes very studious vibes (laughs) hopefully trapped indoors (laughs) yeah Yeah, very studious with one book in particular um (laughs) that we are going to discuss today um so today we will be covering halfway to now nowhere nowhere newware halfway to newware and we will also be covering chapter five which is notes um yeah. let's start with chapter four so maybe a little bit of a recap of what happened um so if you remember our random boy on the street chronicler we're back to talking <laughs> about him um apparently he's been walking quite a lot so he's in a little bit of pain he's trying to look mm-hmm. for somewhere to rest mm-hmm. and then he happens upon a fire and then some interesting things happen and he yes. passes out. <laughs> he passes out. Basically. That's basically Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he um he stumbles upon a red haired man. We don't get a name right away. A red haired man. Um yeah, who another is rando. another rando, yeah. <laughs> who is um looks like he's baiting these creatures. These um he calls them demons. And Chronicler mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like, there's no such thing as demons. He's like, mm, tonight it's basically a demon um <laughs> yeah, yeah and he gets some like kind of you know suspicious scary instructed instructions like they're fast if one of them gets on you just fall down like um it's it's very uh very f- creepy um mm-hmm. and oh this is the scrail actually this is the scroll we do get that piece of information yeah we're um, running so, back into yeah. these things these, these spider like things, things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and he's like yeah we need to we need to bait them and then burn their bodies um That's it feels fun. like it feels like coat is kind of being like a vigilante in a sense for the yeah. town like he's protecting <laughs> the town he took this upon himself yeah he's like being a little suspicious mm-hmm. he's alone he's just like camping out <laughs> in the middle of the road yeah. randomly like on the side just like with a bonfire that smells <laughs> of burning hair and rotting flowers exactly. which is never a good sign. yeah 
yeah <laughs> never a good this poor chronicler guy mm-hmm. really stumbled onto the wrong fire today truly um so i think some things that i took from this chapter we get more of the chronicler um we get mm-hmm. a little bit more that he seems to be educated because of his response when the red-haired man is like um yeah demons that's what i'm hunting and he's like there's no such thing it's something he said many times before the way he says Mm it um and we get a bit more of that snarkiness that superiority yeah we definitely do um also we still don't really he does mention where he's going Mm -hmm. um we heard about that in the previous chapter but we don't personally know of the location and so we're not really sure what his objective is and why mm-hmm. we're still talking about him mm-hmm. he, he just really happens upon this guy on mm-hmm. the street and has this very sad encounter where he <laughs> he does run into the scrail mm-hmm. um and the reason he passes out is because he does follow this red haired man red haired man's instructions to fall on them mm-hmm. if he can and he just he hits his head on yeah. a stone wall and that's yeah. why he passes out this mm-hmm. poor guy terrified <laughs> like, passes out at the, these demons that he's seeing these, these demons okay can we just talk for a moment about how creepy the scrail are the way they describe that they move it's like bugs like bugs are small and they terrify me already yeah but like exactly i'm just like ah like a big one that's they're like it moves like they move sinuously like low across the ground like i know oh and they like they're supposed they're supposed to have like blades on their feet of some sort that mm-hmm. like cut you up and that's how they're attacking them mm-hmm. and it's just the oh worst thing. and worst they're nightmare. as large as cartwheels like these are huge <laughs> like, <laughs> like i feel larger like the cartwheel- than tires yes Larger right. than tires. Large. I feel like maybe a like, truck is like a tire truck size? tire, like yeah. a big truck. That's terrifying. Oh my god. Jeez. Yeah. And they smell like that when they're burned. Ugh. Like burning hair and rotting flowers. Like this. This might as well be a demon. <laughs> I mean, exactly. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to think otherwise. I don't want to think otherwise. Um, I also thought it was just like a little aside. The coming upon like the demon belief in demons versus not it seems to kind of signify like an educational divide or like a, a mm-hmm. social divide um it yeah. seems like the townspeople this really small town tend to believe in it whereas someone like the innkeeper that we encountered before and his like assistant bast they're like no like we know it's not a demon but that's what we told them and then it also mm-hmm. seems like chronicler who we assume is educated just because like um he has like pens and ink and seems like he's a some sort of scribe or something maybe yeah um also doesn't believe in them so i wonder if we'll see more of that in the future but it's like an interesting way to set up the world i think yeah i agree i think it's also like it's a very understandable concept because i think Mm -hmm. we see that a lot in like our own lives as well um not only with like demons and stuff but just Mm -hmm. like religion in general like a Mm -hmm. lot of people do say it's like fake i guess like mm-hmm. religion gods etc and things like that mm-hmm. where it's like oh like if you're educated you believe in science and there's that dichotomy where it's yeah. not like mm-hmm. really always true like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's a really excellent point it mirrors the world the world the real mm-hmm. world so well. yeah yeah um 
one thing that also stood out to me was um well okay like by the end of the 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 chapter we we get a, a perspective shift and we know it's coat um yeah the innkeeper <laughs> um which i like that i think just another aside i think it's so cool like the perspective shift i don't i haven't read too many books where it like shifts just like that within a chapter i've read books where it's like chapter to chapter you get different people yeah. but i think it's a Me really too. interesting way to reveal information like i agree kind of like a little plot twist Mm-hmm. yeah I do remember like the first time I read this I had no idea I was like red-haired I was like no way I was like what I was like <laughs> red originally like it's uh-huh. not a common hair color and we're not too sure if it's a common hair color in this world mm-hmm. but like hmm? but like I'm pretty sure the first time I read through it I just kind of like skipped through that and I was like mm-hmm. two randos on the two randos this is really suspicious and then mm-hmm. we find out that it's coat and it's just like Oh. what the hell is he doing yeah he's aren't really you an risking his life out, <laughs> right and he's like so then it's like really obvious that he lied to bast about someone not keeping part of the scrail because he mm-hmm, kept a part of mm-hmm, the scrail mm-hmm. um yes yes and we know that because like it mentioned before like the scent of the bonfire was the same as the scent of when he put the coin on the scrail mm-hmm. earlier in the end mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah and it's just like so he knows what he's doing and the risk yes. that he's taking. Yes, he does. But why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Does he just have a savior complex? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but what I originally was talking about and I had distracted myself was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we get the line that in the firelight, his hair was impossibly red, his eyes a shocking, vibrant green. And I think that is in contrast to how Coat was looking before. Where it's like his hair was like, just yeah. red hair color you know not like a flame and his eyes were kind of dull so kind of like his visual appearance also seems to match like his internal state and it seems like he's really like living here I don't know why yeah. because this is terrifying but like he really is coming <laughs> alive in this scenario this is a man who thrives under pressure yes. <laughs> We're slowly learning okay. there's something wrong with him pressure uh <laughs> so danger just to bring him alive yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. i mean i guess i can feel that like we do get the sense that he's just sitting in an inn all day and although we don't know yeah. exactly who this man is like we get hints like both the bloodless like that seems to hint at a very like exciting mm-hmm. past and I feel like if you've lived that and you yeah. kind of the thing of legend now you're you're just in an end day in day out no one knows who you are that would kind of maybe you would crave a little danger after some of that yeah mm-hmm. I mean if he's already the the if he already has like legends attached to his name mm-hmm. at this young of an age is what we're mm-hmm. presuming like yeah it seems like a lot of his life must have been lived yes. very excitingly yes <laughs> exciting perilously i don't know <laughs> dangerously yeah mm, yeah abnormally, abnormally. <laughs> yeah but um at the end of the chapter we get the chronicler uh is um still passed out i think he woke up briefly and colt was like can you help me dig yeah. this hole and he was like of course <laughs> and then passed right out <laughs> Um, so at the end of the chapter, Coat is just me too, uh, buddy. Me too. He's he's injured, <laughs> but yeah, he's mm-hmm. slowly, painfully digging this hole. 
Yeah. To burn the scrail. Bury and burn them. I know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, like, there's a mention where he says there were just these five. Like, seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Even if he knows what he's doing, considering the first scrail. Like, Killed a horse. Hurt Carter. Yeah, kill the, kill the horse. Hurt Carter yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, how did he one... know already how many there would be? Exactly. Like, yeah. how? what mm-hmm. would he have done if there were, like, 30? Exactly. Like, he That's would be dead. That's a great point. <laughs> he was going to well, would he alone. be dead? We don't know, because this man dealt with five scrail, which is terrifying. Exactly. Um, and he seems, he's bleeding, but he's, he's functioning bleeding. well enough to dig a pit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't Who know if in my if an uninjured me would be able to dig a pit. <laughs> yeah, and I would <laughs> definitely run very fast from scrub. I would not try to engage right? at all. <laughs> Thank God I might honestly up. just pass out. <laughs> and Even just be before. like, oh, that's not real. <laughs> If I go to sleep, maybe when I wake up, they'll be gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think the the pervasive theme is just, who is this man? I think exactly. like that's the question we're acting, asking chapter after chapter. We keep building it up, and hopefully we find out who this man is. Hopefully <laughs> soon, because I don't know how much longer I yeah, can. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Yeah answers we want answers them. we want them we're gonna get them hopefully some <laughs> well do you have any someday. more thoughts someday any more thoughts about this chapter before we move on to notes no i don't mm-hmm. okay let's move on so we get another chapter quite a brief one um and just <laughs> I thought summer- this chapter was pretty funny honestly oh. Tan, I wrote the exact same thing. I was like, this chapter is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, yeah, so uh, Coke comes back to um, the Waystone Inn, and Bass is like, what the hell? Like, you leave me a note? I, that was so hilarious. It's like, am I so it was dumb? so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you sneak out and leave me a note? Nope. What am I, some dark side whore? I'm like you. This sounds like he has experience leaving notes for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Bass is point. honestly such a character. He's such so funny. Character. So funny. It so wasn't even a good note. If you are reading this, I am probably dead. What sort of note is that? <laughs> and it's like that's so funny. Like code is both so dramatic, and then Bass. It's just, it's unreal to get a note like that. Like. Mm-hmm. Who actually writes that? Who actually writes those? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I love their dynamics so much. And I love how this chapter deepens it. I mean, we'll get into like the end yeah. of the chapter and, and what that, how that adds layers to their relationship. But yeah, Chronicler is still unconscious. Bast is mm-hmm. just carrying him and like shakes him a little. And is <laughs> like, don't shake him too much. <laughs> so 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 funny (laughs) yeah Bast Bast yeah the interactions with Bast this chapter are precious Mm -hmm. I honestly as I was reading through this I was like I can't believe I forgot this chapter existed it's just so it's so precious to watch their interactions 
Yes, that's true. Especially as one of the like few people we get this early on in the book where we feel as if Colt is acting genuinely with mm-hmm. and doesn't actually have many secrets from, if at mm-hmm. all. So that's, that's also that's really nice true. to see. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, So Bast, I mean, Colt comes in and he's like, oh, can you help me stitch myself up? Well, first of all, Bass is like, mm-hmm. I could have helped you, which I feel like is a great <laughs> point. Like, why didn't he right? Bass help him? I feel like exactly. Bass is not like we don't get the sense that Bass is fragile. Like, we also yeah. we also like, get it. Says it says yeah, that he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's holding chronicler like a burlap sack. Like <laughs> this man is strong. He man seems strong. like just as young, if not younger, than Cole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he has such a strong like personality. Mm-hmm. He seems very aware of Coates' identity as well mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. still yeah. stays by his side yeah. um and respects Coates for it as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if this kind of need to do things alone or like protect other people is is a trait that we're gonna see play out mm. in coat yeah i feel like he has a bit of a savior complex maybe yeah, just I a touch um so I wonder if that like streak of individualism, we'll see that more. Um, but he does ask Bass to stitch him up, and we get an interesting line here. Um, and so it's like, yeah, my supplies are down by the in the basement, and Bass is like, I'll use my own needles, none of your nasty jagged iron things. Bone, what? What did he say? Good honest bone. So here again, we get Bass doesn't really want to interact with iron, which is. What they use yeah, he to also like calls... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can finish your thought. Oh yeah, I was just saying they said iron is what they use, but the townspeople were like, Oh, we need iron to protect against demons when the scrails showed mm-hmm. up. So that's just yeah. interesting. I agree. Um he also calls the iron needles like primitive, which I mm-hmm. think is pretty interesting because I don't consider metal more primitive than Than bone bone, if anything because metal you have to like actually forge and mold Mm -hmm. whereas bone like not to say that you don't but it is like a solid thing that you just like in my in my imagination whittle down like wood so it feels odd that something Mm -hmm. like bone is considered less primitive than Mm -hmm. iron to bast so i think it also shows like another hint at bast is not human (laughs) yeah i mean like yeah right next to these like how primitive you people are it's like i assume you people Mm -hmm. as humans (laughs) so what is that right yeah exactly um not human um yeah but Mm -hmm. then uh bass is like stitching him up and and we get this like scene at the end maybe i'm jumping ahead but it's where bass comes into coat's room while he's sleeping and you know checks his temperature like just checks him over while he's asleep and then sits there and sings a song like a lullaby and they hint it's like a mother with a sleeping child how he brushes his hair and i think that's like it it's different than all of the interactions we've seen before between them where it's kind of like you know either coat is the teacher bass is a student or like they're kind of like having some banter um, mm-hmm. but I think it was just really beautiful, you know, like that kind of caring, almost a reversal of roles where Bass yeah. is being the caretaker and being in charge. Um, 
And I think, yeah, it was just really nice to see and a nice deepening of their relationship. I agree. Um, When I started reading the like beginning of the chapter where they're like doing all the bantering and he's like, how could you leave me a note, etc. <laughs> I was sort of like, it kind of feels like they're a little bit of a married couple and mm-hmm, they're like nagging mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Or like, I guess Bast is nagging mm-hmm. Cope more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, But it does like, again, with this scene of him taking care of him after he's fallen asleep um it does show just how much bast does care for coat and probably vice versa mm-hmm. but it really shows that we really don't know much about Mm-mm. their relationship other than that they know each other um um yeah it's yeah. very more questions as more well questions that they know each other bast is a student of some kind mm-hmm. Bass might not, not be human. Yeah. <laughs> human. Um, so but yeah, I think I mean, just throughout these chapters, there's like so much mystery. We do get enough mm-hmm. to keep us reading. Um, yeah. which I think is like again, I think I've said this before, like a very hard balance, I think, to strike. But yeah, yeah there's just so much more that we're gonna keep on finding. One last note before we uh wrap up. Um uh let's see bass says oh i thought you weren't supposed to bleed bloodless and all of that and coat is like yeah. don't believe everything you hear in stories bass they lie to you i don't know if that's more of a throwaway line or like because of the importance stories have played so far mm-hmm. and how much truth there is hidden in them like we've already yeah. been told that there's a lot of truth hidden in them i wonder if like this is meant to be something deeper that like eventually we're going to like hear some stories and like maybe some things that are like very rooted in the world or like people believe because they're in these stories is going to be untrue or something like that i don't know yeah on that note actually there is a part in the previous chapter where when chronicler recites the children's song about how to dig the pit and burn the scrail mm-hmm. afterwards coat mentions you'd be surprised at the sorts of things hidden away in children's songs mm-hmm. um and sort of like along the lines of you can't believe everything in a story mm-hmm. there is still some truth to all of these stories um mm-hmm. and so it makes me question again like how much what is the co- 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 quote ah, whatever <laughs> the bloodless like legend as mm-hmm. well as how much of that is a true story mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah yeah finding out the true story hopefully we'll be doing that we hopefully. will be doing that <laughs> um i think the last thing i want to talk about um and feel free to i mean if there's anything else but that little song that bass sings mm-hmm. is is haunting it's sad it's it melancholy really it's also beautiful I mean, usually I kind of skip over songs and books, <laughs> but since we're doing <laughs> the chapter by chapter read, I was like, let me read it. Um, and it, I feel like it feels like talking about like the preciousness of life, obviously, fragility. Mm-hmm. And but I think also like the significance of like mortal life, like what does your flickering yeah. portend? Um, even though it's like so brief and fragile, maybe in the grand scheme of things, maybe to some someone like bass we don't know his background but um yeah i just thought it was it was interesting yeah it Mm -hmm. it it is as you said like a little haunting but it is also very sweet in a way um but it does also definitely add to how bass is not one of us bass is 
it looks it sounds like based on this that he simply is observing human life which mm -hmm. is really odd mm -hmm. um so it is another question but it is a very interesting piece of yeah song Saul? lyrics <laughs> <laughs> to have here as mm -hmm. well yeah would you like to read the whole thing out loud okay how odd to watch a mortal kindle, then to dwindle day by day, knowing their bright souls are tender, and the wind will have its way. Would I could my own fire lend, what does your flickering portend? I mean, just from like a writing standpoint, like this, uh, this is a great song. Like, oh my god, Patrick, this oh, has boy. the vibes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, oh, Patty? <laughs> Patty boy. Yeah, this has the vibes. <laughs> this has that kind of medieval, like old timey fairy tale kind of vibes. Yeah, it very it. much does. Mm -hmm. And it also brings us back to like another theme of music. Yeah. Music. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a lot more throughout the book. Mm -hmm. So that'll Maybe be it'll fun be to important. see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we close it out? One last note about Bath's, I guess, partial lack of humanness as well mm -hmm. as his care for Coat. Um, he stays up watching Coat until morning. Yep. Dedication. De mm. Dedication. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little creepy, I will be honest. But <laughs> it's committed. Sleep? Sleep to the omit. Question mark? Sleep. <laughs> Sleep to the omit. <laughs> <laughs> sleep maybe sleep? he doesn't sleep who knows who knows i'm also wondering if it's like does he think he's gonna sneak out in the night again or what is what's happening here i go, don't know go look for more scrails maybe <laughs> i don't know why he stays up i took it yeah. as kind of like he just cares for him like it's kind of mm -hmm. like a mother will stay up the whole night to watch her kid um that sort of thing but that's like a very that is a very dedicated kind of love yeah like yeah. i don't know if i would do that for my friends i would sleep <laughs> noted Tayon. noted <laughs> like if i knew you were in good hands stable i'm sleeping yeah. there's no, no reason for both of us to be wasting away that's true that's true that's true uh yeah bast is very dedicated we do get that. yeah kind of crazy kind of crazy yeah the touching i guess so <laughs> sounds like i would sleep <laughs> Get i some. would sleep <laughs> correct <laughs> i would sleep i would sleep mm -hmm. all right any more thoughts i think that's it for me all right chapters four and five come completed dissected completed. dissected amazing eviscerated now <laughs> no, 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 they are still intact <laughs> i hope so <laughs> oh my computer oh no okay um well if that's all for today then mm -hmm. yeah well you can find the podcast on spotify at the archives podcast spaces in between nothing else or you can find us um, 
on YouTube at thearchives.podcast. We will also have video on Spotify, um, but wherever you're watching, you can find us everywhere else too. <laughs> um, you can also contact us via email at podcast dot like the actual dot the archives at gmail.com and for twitter it's at the archives underscore pod <laughs> and then on twitch which we will one day be hosting live recordings and maybe some q a stuff as well as live discussions it will be the underscore archives underscore podcast and where can we find you sarah yeah you can find me on instagram at let me remember my handle sarah <laughs> underscore saki fio um it's spelled the way it sounds saki fio um and you can also find me on twitter um and that is just sarah saki fio and where can we find you tayon um you can probably well, no, you you can find me as Parky Park one two three numbers one two three on Twitch and on most other social media like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think that's oh, and YouTube. I think that's mm-hmm. it though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. See y'all. Well, next time. Thank you for coming <laughs> to the archives. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>